Welcome to Berenson Bond, episode 19, with your host Corey and Diego Berenson. Diego, hello. Hello. Diego's chowing down on a delicious bar. What do you eat over there? A kind bar? It's a very kind bar. It's not rude. It's not rude. It's super nice. Well, good. So we had some, I had to do some repairs on my beautiful car on Sunday. So we delayed the podcast two days. So we're two days late. We were supposed to do a Mother's Day podcast on Mother's Day, but it's never too late to say how much we love and appreciate moms. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. For starters, we're going to say how happy we are, how much our moms do for us, how much we usually don't appreciate it. Like all around or like just right here? Straight at it. You see the word? Blue, mm-hmm. you, you look. it looks straight at you. It's the type of microphone that stays up and down. So it doesn't record here? It does not record okay, on the back good. side. Okay, good. So now I can chew on that side. Are you going to chew and crunch over here? You can mute it if you push the button that says mute. Oh, okay. But just leave it. Just kind of... No, I'm going to mute it and then push it again. Okay. okay. So if I mute it, I push it again, then it won't be on mute. So, so if, if it has it, a red light, it's not on mute. So if you push it, the light's going to blink. Try it. Okay, I'm not going to talk for a couple seconds. Is it blinking? Tell me when it's blinking. Go ahead and do a test. Go ahead and say, go ahead and say hello in there. Hello. Yep, nothing. Muted? Muted. Yes. You're saying it's not recording you. Okay, so Diego's being super nice. Oh my gosh, he's back. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to smack and crunch in the microphone. Okay, I'll, be, I'll not be yeah, talking That's for a rude. Seconds. Yeah, we don't want to hear your smacking. Mute that thing. All right. So what I was thinking about is, first of all, there's a lot of moms in our lives. First of all, your mom is in your life. So we're thankful for how much she does for you. She's constantly thinking about what you like what you're into, what you need, what you need to eat, where you need to go, what you need to wear, how much clothes do you need, what shoes do you like, what shoes do you need, oh, what do you, how are you feeling today, let me talk to you, let me sit with you, let me read with you. I do that as a dad too, but moms really do that a lot. Then you go do all that. We postpone chores till after you go to sleep so that we can have more time with you. So that's why after you go what to sleep... What do you mean clothes to wear? They want you to wear these clothes. Well, you're growing. You're a growing kid, right? So your clothes will be too small. Oh, so you should have said that in a better example. Oh, I'm sorry. I was not specific enough. I apologize. <laughs> okay, goodbye again. Okay, what hats are you going to wear? Do you, need, do you have toothpaste? Do you have shampoo? I love baseball caps. Unless if that's... They're both the same, but when you play... I love baseball caps. But real baseball players, usually they curve it because they're actually using it to block the sun. That's why it's called a baseball hat. That oh, The bill... I like the, like... Where's, where's the that's called, that's called the bill. The front part is called the bill. So it's curved so it can block the sun. For so the, a curved bill and a straight bill? Yep. I love the straight bills. They're super cool. Because you're not actually playing baseball, so you know it doesn't matter if it's straight or curved. Yeah, so I, li- I like the straight bill. From but, now on, I'm going to call it straight bill or curved bill. 
Then why are you wearing a curved bill hat right now? Well, because... What? Okay, goodbye again. Okay, pause. I'm going to finish my other Yeah, you can pause. Or mute. Diego's muting so he doesn't crunch and crackle and snack attack, kid. The plan was to snack before we started, but we just got to get this party started sometimes. So secondly, that's your mom, right? So after you get done crunching and chewing, you can say what things that mom does that's very special for you. It was your mom's idea to do excursions and journeys for your birthdays to give you as much experience as we can possibly do. Every generation does more. My mom did more for me than her mom could do for her. We're doing is every generation does as much as we can for our kids. And it just ramps up. We just pour all of our energy, all of our dollars, all of all of everything towards our kids. Because we feel that's how it should be. So we pour everything, as much time as we can, as much dollars as we can, as much energy, as everything. Share as much knowledge as we can. The biggest part is spend as much time. That's the big goal. Because you're not going to be a little tiny kid forever. Unless you're, are you trapped? Are you going to be eight years old for a thousand years? Yeah, okay. I You, you can talk when you're done crunching over there. Right. We can't hear. Isn't the light blinking? Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote some notes, of course, thinking about my mom. And when I was a kid, right, she did more for me than her mom could do for her. Really? But as I grew up, I thought, oh, you're not doing enough. I need more. I want more things and more of this and more of that and you be nice and you do everything for me. That is a not good way to go about life. That is not a good attitude. That was not nice of me. That was rude. Not appreciative. And as I got older and I was thinking about, oh, I was going to tell you I wrote a list of as many jobs as I could remember that I've done. And guess what? A lot of those jobs... I had the opportunity to do because of my mom. Your Oma, my mom, helped me get a lot of experiences I would have never been able to have, a lot of jobs I would have never been able to get, and a lot of times she was always there. She's always been there. Your mom's always going to be there for you. No matter what's going on, guess who's your number one fan? Mom, number one fan. Okay, unmute. Are you done smacking? Now I finished. Oh, Diego's back. Wait, I still have a crumb left. Oh, not a crumb. Okay. Um, Make sure that's is that yeah, falling this off? Is totally falling. Okay, hold on. We have technical difficulties. Please hold. Okay. All right, so we're back. What was I saying? I have no clue. Beautiful. So here's your opportunity. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties fixed. Our microphone arm was about to tumble off of the table. And then it crashed on my face. Yeah, good thing you're alive. All right, so here's your chance. Okay. Go ahead and say (laughs) 
what things your mom <coughs> does for you that you're very she gets appreciative me clothes. of. She asks me for more clothes. She, uh, she is, um, wants to get new clothes, even if it's like a, like a, a super tiny hole in my pants. She's like, get rid of them. We're going to get you new ones. <laughs> I'm like, but it's that tiny. Um, she'll get me a lot of clothes. Uh, she will do that, what I just said, because I don't know how to say it in one word. Um, she will I, uh, get me toys for Christmas mm-hmm. and other holidays that you get toys. And... And that's all I could think of. That's it. Yeah. What about always asking you, "Are you hungry? Did you eat? Can I feed you?" True. True. That's what we're concerned about. I don't know why we go bananas over trying to feed our kids, but we're. Constantly... I love bananas. We're always thinking, "Did you eat? Did you eat? Are you gonna eat? Do you want to eat now? Did you? Eat? Do you get tired of that?" Or do you like that we're constantly trying to feed you? Uh, well, I mean, it gets, like, kind of too much food. <laughs> too much food. <laughs> but I also like a lot of food. What's your favorite that food? That guy has crazy hair. He has crazy hair. Good news, I've actually done a little work on this painting, everyone. I am... Wait, Chipping what, away, are, little are, by little. Are, are those dresses? Those are called togas. Huh? They kind of look like dresses, but they're togas. So I'm putting some fans in the stands so they can <laughs> cheer on the racers. And there's big giant gates on the wall. That's where they release the crazy lions and the bears that fight the people. But we're not putting the lions and bears in this. This is just the racers. Oh, come on. Nope. Just, this this is all about the racers. So I got some new dirt, some new sand. Hey, you didn't wall is repaired. Me. You're gonna help me with the horses. No. Yeah. Oh, is that paper? Like, how did you? Are you putting paper and then painting over it? Yep. Ding ding ding. Correct a moon. Um, I have one question. All right, one question. That's it. I feel like. Hold on, you might not hear me a lot because I'm gonna be. Just say, just say what you gotta say. No, shouldn't okay, shouldn't that uh, shouldn't that gold one with the like screaming with round the screaming face? Shouldn't that go with the blue guy because he he has his mouth open? Okay, good question. Because I mean, the reason I didn't do that. I did that on purpose, is to not put them together. Well, why? Because I didn't want him making the same face as his chariot. Why? To mix it up. They would be like, ah, ah. So we mix it up. Tongue guy, open mouth screaming guy. Ah. That's right. Statue. That's right. Okay, wait, but um, why is there like, Tongue thingy majigs bigger than them, like wider. I mean, they're gonna be fixed. Those are supposed to be togas that are gonna be matching colors, 
We're just talking about this big painting that I've been procrastinating on, but now I'm working on. And it's due two days after my dog's birthday. It is. And so basically, my dog's birthday is a reminder you have two days left to finish. Oh my gosh, the the heat is on. All right, so back to moms. So I was going to tell you, so I was trying to number these, so nine, ten. Okay, so I wrote down I've had 25 jobs that I can remember. Oh, I was okay. 24. I was so close. So now we're talking about moms. So first job, we already talked a little bit about me being on the shrimp boat. Mom helped me go there because it was with my uncle and my aunt. That's how I got there. Mom helped me get there. I used to mow grass. After I was on a shrimp boat, I would mow grass to make money. So I'd push my lawnmower all around the neighborhood and knock on doors and say, would you like me to let me, can I mow your grass? And you pay me $20. But I'd have to mow the front and the backyard and edge all of it with the weed eater for 20 bucks in the Texas heat. It was hot. Took a long time, but I loved getting my $20. Guess how I got a lawnmower? Oh. Mom. Looks like she's done everything. Yep. For and me. then later, wait, but, I worked at wait, a but, movie. But, 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 yeah. But, but, but. How did you learn to do a weed weed cutter thingy when it can cut your hand off? Good question. <laughs> Practice. Do you cut your hand off? I did not cut my hand off. And I still have both hands. Thankfully, I have all my fingers and all my hands, and they both work great. Everything functions. This is good times. Right? Then another one. Then I worked at the movie theaters. Two different movie theaters. How did you... What did you do? Serve popcorn? Serve food? Be at the counter and giving tickets? That's right. That's right. I worked behind the counter. I popped hundreds and millions of pounds of popcorn. Served a billion sodas because people drink sodas with their popcorn. Boo, that's not healthy. Popcorn's yummy though. Popcorn is good. So I would pour in a whole cup of salt all of the corn kernels and they got this hot circle type pan and then you pour in all of the oil close it push the on button it heat superheats that circle then it's with salt and the oil and the kernels those hard hard corn kernels pop 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 do that twice it would fill up the whole machine with popcorn (laughs) then you just scoop it with a big giant scoop here you go person next here you go, person. There's some more popcorn for you. Get, yeah, sure. Get an extra mega large. Ma, come back. It's free, free refills. Then guess what? What? While everybody's calmly, wait. When you were a kid, you worked at the movie theaters. Yep. I was How? Sixteen years old. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm like. So I was still in high school. Uh, if you were ten, how would you work at that movie theaters? Yeah, I didn't do. So when I was ten, I don't think I was doing anything yet. I think. Shrimp Boat was the first when I was 14 or 13. That was the earliest. So after the movie theaters, while people are relaxing, watching a movie, enjoying themselves, you know what we're doing? We're in mopping all the stinky, dirty, oily floor. Mopping, mopping. Soda gets these boxes with bags full of syrup. Thick, sugary syrup. Right, and then another machine has carbonated water, so it pumps in the carbonated water, mixes with sugar, 
I mean, not sugar, uh, syrup. The, the syrup, yep. It pumps it together at the same time, and that's how it makes the soda. So when you push the little button on the machine, it mixes the soda with the syrup, and that's how you get soda. Now here's the funny thing. That's a lot of ice, right? For hundreds and hundreds of sodas every night. So we have this huge- Wait, they have ice? Oh yeah, there's a huge ice maker. Giant. How how giant? Like as big, big as, as this table? Big as this table, for bigger, or actually. Bigger? bigger than this As big as this room? It was about probably eight feet wide, at least four or five feet deep, just making tons of ice. Wow. And so what I would do now, this is going to be gross, so I do not suggest anyone ever does this. I'll do it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just warning, if you get sodas at the movie theater, when I was 16 years old, I would scoop out all of the ice and put it in the other ice machine. How? And then, wait, what does the other one do? I'm so confused. So there's two of them. Then I, would I already cover, had a confused day today. So then I would cover all of the ice with tons of the cardboard boxes. Tons cover, and tons cover and tons, the whole tons, thing. tons and tons and Get inside the fun? ice machine. Because I'm little. I'm a tiny guy. I would get inside the ice machine. You would just scoop a knife in okay? the ice so I machine? Covered, but I covered it with cardboard boxes. Get inside. <laughs> and then when the other people Wait, that worked with me. did the ice touch you? No. Because I covered it all. So then when somebody else would uh, rush. I'm confused. So Wait, the other. So what do you mean get in? Like Okay. So, so for imagine, example. No. For example. Uh, this as a box. Okay. And it's full of ice. Full of ice. Um. You got in the bucket with all the ice, like. So first, I would scoop out all of the ice and put it in the other oh, giant ice machine. Oh, and then you get in here. And then and get I would, in the empty one. Then I would cover the ground. Get in the with empty cardboard one, right? Boxes, get in the empty one. Get inside the empty one, right? Hide. What do you mean hide? Because I'm inside. I would close the door, and then when you're. Wait, there's a door. What? Yeah, it's got a little door. You open it, scoop the ice, you close oh, the door. Oh, oh, that door. I'm like. Okay. A, a, a don't. So when you work in a restaurant or anything that has to do with food, you got to be quick. People want it now, right? So when other people would order sodas, the other workers would rush back to get ice to scoop it, so they could scoop it and get the soda for the customer. What guess what? Guess what would happen when they would open the door? What? And I'm inside. What? <laughs> scary. Oh, I was scared. I would scream so loud. Wait, you would get I would scared? scream at them. How would you get scared? No, I would scream at them and get them super scared. <laughs> and they would fall down sometimes. It was the best. <laughs> Wait, and then what did they do? But then they knew I would hide in there, so then I couldn't do it for very long. But it was very funny. Don't do <laughs> did that. Did they laugh? Of course they laughed. And then I had to take out the boxes, scoop out the little pieces of ice left over, and then put back the clean ice. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay I'm back, and you're back, and All I'm right. back, and you're back. How are we talking about that? We're talking about moms. Yeah. Oh, My mom that's right. just came home. Your mama just came home. That's right. Boom. Okay, I'm so going to be right here's, back. No, gonna, you're not going to be right back. I'm going to be right back. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? No, just put it down. <laughs> All right, so another thing I got to do is. Clean the dishes. When I was in college, and there's a summer break, just like you yeah, get summer. Yeah, recess in college. 
do you have recess? It's not called recess, but you know how other, you know, normal schools you have periods. So in college you have like, it's called blocks. So you might have two classes in the morning, then a break, and then how more classes later. Well, it depends on when your classes are. So that break, I guess you could call your recess because you can go study or you can go read or you can go take a nap or you can exercise. That's your recess. Oh. They get, you know, you'll get maybe one or two breaks like that. If you're the type of person who just says, you know what, I want four classes in a row back to back to back. And then you get it done in the morning. Like say you go to school or classes from 8 a.m. to noon. Then you just have the whole day off. But sometimes that's too much because college classes, you're taking notes and taking notes and taking notes. So some people like to do two classes, take a break, two classes. I'll do that. I think that's a better way. Unless if you like then you really into school. Yeah, and 8 a.m., pretty rough in college. I think 10 a.m. rough? Because it's super early. Unless you wake up very, like you wake up early now. Like you're wide awake by 6.30. 8 o'clock's fine. But your body's going to change. You might want to sleep in more. Or maybe you stay the same. Time will tell. I, I when you say wake up early, that every time you, someone says wake up early, that always reminds me when I wake up. When I woke up a while ago, like last year, I woke up uh, at 3 in the morning. Why did you wake up at 3 in the I, morning? When I, would you expect a seven-year-old to check what time it is when they wake up? Yes, I do. Then you're crazy. You have a Superman with the time on his chest. You just push his head and the time lights up. Well, do you expect them to remember every single day? Yes. <laughs> well, anyways, I woke up at 3 a.m. And then what did you do? And I had no idea what time it is because, I mean, I'm in, I'm in 7. What did you do? So I don't even remember. I. What did you do? Beep, bop, boop, bop, 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 beep, bop, boop, bop, bop. What does that mean? Beep, bop, boop, bop, 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 beep, You bop, called boop. people? You played Xbox? <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I mean, it was the time when you allowed me to play video games every day. <laughs> That's right. And I think it might have been one of those early mornings where I said, you know what? No more of that. This is bananas. Bananas. All right, so when I was in college. If only I had a headset when I could play every day. I had a summer break, and I talked to my mom, and I said, do you know anybody that lives anywhere besides Austin because I want to go somewhere to visit and work. I Germany! Did, I don't. Well, she didn't know anybody in Germany, but she... Wait, but what about your brother? Well, he w Was he with you still? He, let's see, when I was in college, Uncle Kenneth had been in Germany for a long time already. Oh. He well, was then, getting his PhD. Well, why didn't you go there? Because... I don't know. I'm in college. Else. It's somewhere else besides Austin. It is true. So I, I asked I asked mom. I said, mom, mom, do you know anybody anywhere besides Austin? I would love to get out of here. <laughs> and she said, yes, I have a friend in South Carolina. And he builds houses from scratch, 
him and five people. Six dudes that build houses. <laughs> six dudes? Yep. That's it. That's his company. Six, six guys at the time. And they would remodel a house or they would build a house from scratch. And she said, I'll call him and maybe you can be a helper. I said, that would be awesome. I would love to yes. get out of this place. Get me out of here. So I got in my car, which my mom also got for me. Do you see the common thread here? <laughs> so she, I'm in my car that she helped buy for me. Second car she got me, actually. Yeah, the Nissan. And then I drove. I had a super Texas car. I had a Chevy Camaro, royal blue color, which is just like that painting behind Wait, you. Well, then... The bright blue. See the brightest blue part? Well, where, like... like hold right on. There. I'm not going to talk for okay. a second. You see the brightest blue on that snowman painting? Yep. It was that color. That's called royal blue. And it was called T-top, which means Wait, the Wait, a Chevy? Yep, a Chevy. You never told me you, you told me you have a Chevy. I'm telling you right now, I had a blue, royal blue Chevy Camaro with T-tops. But what does a Camaro look like? Well, I'll show you. I could take off the roof and put it in the trunk and it could be open. I thought it was super cool. So I drove by myself all the way to South Carolina. Without top? Mm, I left the top on because I liked the air conditioning. It was hot. And I used to get so, so sleepy when I was driving. But guess what? I'm by myself. You know what I did? Hmm. I would drive. I would get tired. I would just pull over somewhere and take a nap. Pass out. Wait, what do you mean by pull over? I would just park somewhere and just crash out. Take a nap. Park in the gas station? Wake up. Yeah, park anywhere. I don't care. I wake up, keep driving, and you know how I got there? Hmm. There was no phone navigation. Wait, there's I had oh, a, back then I had only a, those phones? I only had a map like, with phones. With, there were just a phone. It couldn't even text. It was oh, just a phone. those phones. I remember. I know those. Like the ones that you pick off the wall and then like, <laughs> they look like a little rainbow kind of thing you would jig. No, not that one. There, I, It was actually a phone I could carry. It was it was one of the first Wait, so cell like phones. One of the kind of your cell phones. Kind of like mine, but no internet. You could text? you could only talk. Really? That's it. You can only call. That's you it. You could only call. So how do you think I got places? Call. I, I no, I used a map. I got a Wait, paper. There's Google on that, right? Yeah, on this phone. But back in the day, I only had maps. I had to carry a map, highlight my path, read signs, right? So then I just followed my map, do do do, all the way to South Carolina. Hello. He gave me a job. I could be a helper. How long did building you houses? Do that for? Three months. That's it. And guess what? It was a brand new city, right? I did not. I've never been to that city before. Port Royal, South Carolina. That was where we the company was, and since I had never been there. He was super nice, and he said, okay, you've never been here, and I never want you to be late to work. Do you understand? Be like what? He said, you cannot ever be late to work. And he said, the way I'm going to know you know your way around is you're going to go fill up your car with gas full, and I want you to drive today until it's empty. The whole tank of gas. I want you to drive around this whole city until you run out of gas. 
the city is not that big, by the way. Oh. Which gosh. means I had to drive all day long, all day. I just kept driving every street. Truck? Nope, I didn't run out of gas, but he just said, wait till you get almost empty. Uh, oh. Yeah, not like actually run out. But the point was, he wanted me to drive around the city so many hundreds of times that I had no ex- I could never say, I didn't know where I was going. Sorry, I'm late. I didn't know what street was what. When I went to work that Monday, I knew exactly where I was going. I knew exactly where the breakfast place was. I knew where the coffee was. I knew where the music store was. I know where the burger place is. I know where the grocery store. I felt like I'd been there forever. <laughs> But I did run out of gas one day, and it was pretty embarrassing. And you know what the workers used to call me? Hmm. My name is what? Corey. But to induct me into their little core group of manly men that built houses, they called me Corina. (laughs) Corina. (laughs) That was not nice. But it was kind of funny. Because I was the young guy, and they were all helping me. I would help them do whatever they needed. I want you to help fix that, those walls, pour this concrete, help me build this, put up some framing, help with the roof, shingles on the outside, whatever they needed. And we all had fun together. And that's the first time I was on a kayak in the ocean. One of them had big sea kayaks. They're big, giant, bigger than we have on the river here. It was really wide, really long. And one of the guys, he said, let's go kayaking out in the ocean. In the ocean? Ocean. So we so went where sharks hours. are? I probably, I don't know. I was a little nervous because I was scared of alligators. And sharks? I don't even know if they really have alligators, but he told me that they do. I don't know if he was trying to scare me. They do. Maybe. But I said, hey, is there any alligators out here? Because you had to go through the marsh before you get out to the ocean. And I was... Nervous. Scared. Nerve freaking nerve. Yeah. I was a little little nervous, but it was fine. Nerve wracking. A little nerve wracking at the beginning, but once we got to the ocean, it was super beautiful. Was it daytime? Super quiet. It was afternoon. We kayaked all the way till it was dark time, till nighttime. Then we came in. It was awesome. It was really cool. Did you see any sharks? I saw no sharks. I saw no alligators. Oh, come on. We did not fish. I wish you saw, like... I was too scared to swim. I I wish you saw, like, a shark. Not, like, a great white, but, like, maybe, like, a... Like a baby shark? No, kind of, like, maybe a... Uh, let's see. Like, a shark besides one of those big sharks. I would have liked to see a shark about this big. One that's not scary. Like a great white. Oh, not a great white. I pee in my pants. But nobody would know because... It's the ocean. It's the ocean. And nobody knows. They just think it's water from the ocean. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Then, continuing on. Do you have any questions about that crazy mm, one? Uh, what did you see? Oh, when we were remodeling this one house, it was right on the water, right? Wait, what do you and mean? Oh, so- and in house? Yeah, and in South Carolina, there's a place called Paris Island. It's one of the biggest marine bases in the United States. So Paris Island is where they train Marines before they go into the military. It's like a boot camp. 
So all the new brand new soldiers, they go there to train. They learn how to shoot. They learn how to do their exercises, all their drills. So you know what? While we're building this house or remodeling it, we could hear pop, 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 boom, boom, pop, 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 boom, boom, all day long. They were just shooting like crazy all day long. Hundreds of guys shooting guns. It was kind of cool. And then we're just over there with the hammer, just making a house look nice and cool. That was good times. So that was a fun job. And then what? So then I came home. Right. And then there was another job I did doing carpentry. Another carpenter assistant job. It's called an apprentice. But it was here in Austin. So I got to learn from people, a carpenter, and I was his helper. Someone texted you. Someone did text me. Let's see. Okay. Prankster? Who? A prankster? Prankster. Wait, really? No, it's not a prankster. Who was it? It's your mama. But she's here. I know she's here. Why did she text you then? That's the beauty, beautiful part of technology. You can text people in the same house. Oh, why did you? Why didn't she text you if she's right there? Because in a minute we're going to go outside and play with all of your friends. Okay. So the point is, yeah, we're two days late, but it's never too late to appreciate your mom. They could be there with your dad or there by themselves or there with their friend or whatever. There. But wherever they are. They were once with you. They're always guiding you. They're always there for you. And as much as a lot of times, especially when you get to like teenager or 20s and maybe your 30s, you're like, oh, gosh, please, not my mom. Oh, oh I got to die. But guess what? She's always there for you. And if she's not some parent, somebody in some sort of parental role is there for you. And you just got to appreciate them. It doesn't have to be your mom or dad. Whoever's being that parent for you that's your number one fan. Just be thankful for them. And don't forget, you know, like your whole universe. You're eight years old. So your whole, I'm more, you know, I get your feedback and I understand what you like and do. But I'm, you know, as a parent, you're in control of your whole universe. You can't really? get to school. You can't get food by yourself. You can't drive a car. Yeah, you can, you know, we're, yet. it's a lot of yet. responsibility. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you did park the car in the driveway yesterday. Yeet. You actually parked it in the garage. Yeet. You drove the big car in the garage. SUV. I was, yeah, I was a tiny, I trust you a lot to drive. I know you can be, you're, I trust you a whole lot when you drive. But a little bit. Part of me was nervous that you would crash through the garage wall and Why crash into the that? living room. You wouldn't, but I'm a dad, so I get scared and paranoid. Just, I mean, just a teeny, I mean, like a teeny tiny bit. Like an atom? Like one atom of worry, that's correct. Yeah? Yes. So, our next podcast, we're oh, going to go over. One thing to say. No, you can say can you two things. Can I what? Start this whole thing over again for me? <laughs> okay, just in case. 
I no, say it the right that. way, just in case. Just in case I missed you that. Can you say it all over again? No. So this is a book. I just finished it. Finally, Mr. For a book from Charles Thomas Jr. This is his second book called Breakthrough. And it's stories of resilience, tragedy, and triumph. Can I see the picture? So this is, he went to Notre Dame with your mom. And he's a friend of ours. And he wrote, this is the second book. And so I would like to read some of this probably in our next podcast. There's two different chapters we'll go over, but I want to go over it properly with correct notes. Break it down. Are you going to do the whole book? I will not read the whole book for you. But I will read probably a good chapter. No! Oh, yeah. So much in there. There's a lot of good stories. Oh, well. And I'm uh, proud. So you're, Has we it been an hour? I don't believe so. Why? Are you trying to get out of here? Yeah. Are you trying to go ride your bike? Yeah. Are you trying to just go have fun with your friends? Yeah. You trying to laugh and play and smile? Yeah. Ugh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Let's be super serious and boring. Did you feel that seriousness? This is my serious face. And also, why did you shoot me in the kneecap when we got home with your pretend handgun? Bam. It's not cool. Shoot your dad in kneecaps <laughs> and pretend that I'm crippled. That's not cool. Oh, yes, it's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, happy belated Mother's Day, everybody. We'll be no, back soon. No, it's not Mother's Day, Dad. I said belated. Belated means I'm late. Because I had to change... Okay, whatever. I had to change the starter in my go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, that's what reminded me. What? When I had to change the starter in my car, I was a mechanic for a Ford dealership, right? Wait, really? Yeah. Ford? So I used to work on engines for Ford here. And yes, so I would love to teach you how to do some car repairs too. And I'll explain in detail how I fixed it, how you learn those pieces, of how to. Because I had never changed a starter in my car before, but I understand how nuts and bolts and tools work. And if you're not scared to take something apart, you're not scared to put it back together. Easy, peasy. And I have an old, crusty car that's easy to fix. What do you mean easy? You can see everything super easy. And there's not a lot of electronics. Super yep. old car. Oh, how dare you? Don't <laughs> say it like that. It is pretty old, though. Almost you 19. Better, you better love it, because that's your car. No, it's not. I'm say gonna, hello to I'm your car. Oh, uh, You're not getting a LFA. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh, I'm not kidding you. No, I think you're going to get my car. No, uh and, and you're going to love it. I'm not gonna love it. You can call, you can name the car Lexus. I'm sell it. How about how about you name the car Lexus? That's as close as you're gonna get to a Lexus. Uh uh. Yeah, huh? I'm gonna if you give it to me, I'll sell it. Say it to the microphone. What are you gonna do? If you give the car to me, I'll sell it. Oh, that hurts my little bitty feelings. Okay, well. Just let's kidding. Go, let's go play, everybody. Okay, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Be healthy, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.